We would give them the right prescription, the right dosage. We tell them come back and we can adjust your dosage dosage as needed. Yeah. And this is a lifelong disease. Yeah. That's what we would say. That's right. Whereas what we do is, oh my gosh, why is your body attacking itself? Have you always had this? What was your lifestyle like leading up to this? What is your current lifestyle like? Where can we reduce inflammation to give your body a helping hand in the direction it needs to heal? And aiming to actually heal. And I say, I love, I love that, um, you know, there's no way that you can do the stuff that we're doing and not get a positive benefit in yeah. some aspect of your life, yeah. which you can't really say with pharmaceuticals. And I'm not like, I, I'm not completely against pharmaceuticals. They're very needed, right time, right place. But for healing chronic conditions and symptoms and really aiming to get the root cause of your illnesses, there's no way that by living a more anti-inflammatory lifestyle, by eating nourishing foods that flood your body with energy and awesome nutrients that you need, that you're going to be worse. There's no way. You're going to improve in some aspect of your life. And a lot of times, more aspects than you would think about, not even just your health, but also your mental health and your ambition and your outlook on life in general. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. You know, in the world of health and wellness, I've seen my fair share of wearables, but let me tell you about one that's taken my personal well-being to a whole new level. I'm talking about Apollo Wearable. You know, I've been using it now for a few months and the results have been amazing. Better sleep, improved energy, and faster recovery. Developed by neuroscientists and psychiatrists, this next generation device gives you the power to influence how you feel through the sense of touch. Now, let me break this down for you. The Apollo wearable harnesses the power of touch therapy with soothing vibrations, sort of like music for your skin. Higher vibrations boost your energy and sharpen your focus, while lower vibrations melt away stress and promote relaxation. If you're ready to experience the Apollo effect, head over to apolloneuro.com slash ancient health that's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash ancient health and use the code AXE to score an exclusive $50 discount. Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Dr. Josh Axe here. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Maggie Burkoff. We're going to be talking about everything from how to use food as medicine. We're gonna talk about how to eat to heal. We'll talk about balancing hormones, detoxifying your body. And we're even gonna talk a little bit about a career in health and wellness, uh, as well as she's not only a, a brilliant mind when it comes to health and wellness, she's also a brilliant mind when it comes to coaching entrepreneurs, including health professionals, to build their own health business. We'll dive all, all into that and more on the show today. And uh, Maggie, welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks well, for having me. Well, great. We, we had a good chance to talk. I, I, I started off the show by sharing that I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, and went to the Fort Wayne Mall, where you grew up in Fort Wayne. <laughs> and I remember going ice skating. By the way, just quick story. I, I remember falling into they had like a pool there. Like I was trying to like throw in a coin to you know. Yeah. Make oh, I actually. As a kid. And I literally fell in. And so my parents had to like buy me new clothes. It just was a whole. I can smell that. I haven't been to that mall in a long time, but I can smell that fountain. I remember exactly yes. what you're talking about, where you threw the coins in. Yeah. yeah. So they had a yeah, fountain, an indoor ice skating rink. So mm -hmm. we, we just, you know, like we didn't, we were bored, you know, in Ohio in the winters. And so the best thing we had to do is drive over to Indiana to, that you is know, go, so go ice skating. That is so funny. Yeah. Glenbrook Mall. 
Yeah, good memories there. Well, I'm excited to talk today. I know you got a new book out called Eat to Treat, and this is a big part of what I know I've taught for years is, hey, treating disease using food and lifestyle-based medicine. And so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things, recommendations you have. But I'd love to start off hearing a little bit about your story. You're a nurse practitioner, Mm -hmm. and you've helped a lot of people get healthy and well. What was sort of the impetus that drove you to want to become a nurse and an expert in nutrition? Well, I always knew I wanted to be a nurse practitioner. Um, There were two reasons. I knew I wanted to be in the wellness field. My mom's a pharmacist, and I always just wanted, I I was interested in health and wellness, really actually from my mom's cancer journey uh, with stage three colon cancer when I was a young child. And that's where it all stemmed. I remember she was told by all of her doctors that she couldn't heal. They discharged her. She went to this other cancer institute to try to heal her body. We even stayed with my grandparents and everything. Like it was very serious. It was stage three cancer. Mm. And um, she came home completely healed and she had this huge book and it was like all these foods and herbs and how they help your body. And that was the first time that I was opened to nutrition and food is medicine and just living a more natural, well life. So from a young age, I knew I wanted to do health and wellness. I went into nurse practitioner because I also wanted to be a mom. And I just felt like that was a great option for me versus going through medical school at the time. But when I got into actually working as a nurse practitioner in a traditional medical model and went through my own health journey, I realized that there's so much we're not doing in traditional medicine that I was really passionate about from at the core, like actual natural healing and wellness and balancing your hormones and sleep and routines and schedule your lifestyle. And so that's what led me into functional, integrative, more natural ways of helping somebody and opening my own business eventually in that. Well, it's amazing. Well, you know, I I know we've talked about this, or I've talked about this a lot, but, you know, very similar story with my mom having cancer, you know, just seeing her go through the traditional medical model. I really felt like there's got to be a better way. And that's what caused me to want to become a physician and learn all about some of the things that that you're talking about here. Yeah. You know, when you think about going back, um, how how old were you when your mom was diagnosed? I was... I think probably in second, second grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. So really early, you know, really yeah, really early in life. Young, young years. Yes. When, when you started kind of learning about everything, let, let me ask you this. So what you learned in school, because I'm very, I'm pretty familiar with, you went to Vanderbilt. I did. And, and got your NP there. How different was what you learned in school versus the way that you've treated clients Yeah, (laughs) very different. Um, I always joke that I don't really use anything that I use learned in school with my how I help clients, what's in the book, and so forth. I'm so grateful for the education. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I loved that career path, but you know that's what it was. It was a career that I had, and I transitioned into a different career. I feel like it's so different what I do with clients now and how I address health and wellness. Truly getting to know the individual, truly getting to know what's going on in their body and their lifestyle. And it's so cool because we can fix stuff. And when I was going through school and even when I worked, you know, for the hospital, we were helping with symptoms sometimes, but we were never fixing something. They Mm. kept coming back for their refills or for dosage changes, or they would have, you know, some kind of health complications still, but we weren't actually aiming to completely fix the issue, which is so cool that you can. That's what I've learned is that you actually can completely reverse a lot of what people are struggling with. I know I did it in my life. I've helped a lot of people do the same and you can do it. There's a lot of things that you can do to rebalance your body. How how would you explain really the difference between the way that what you learned at Vanderbilt and that sort of medical institution versus the way you practice now, which I think you describe more as 
functional medicine, natural medicine. What's just compare what what are the big differences between the two? Well, I think number one is in traditional medicine, you're looking for a pill. Like what prescription can I take to help your symptom or your disease? Whereas in what I do, you're looking for a fix. Why did I get this symptom or disease and how can I fix it? So even at the front, it's a mindset thing. You know, if you're in if you're a patient in traditional medicine, you're really looking for a prescription to help your symptoms. Whereas if you're seeking out more functional integrative practitioners to help you with your health. You're trying to find a fix. You're trying to actually heal and rebalance the root causes of what's going in your body. And you're open to the possibility that that might be a gut parasite, a heavy metal, hormonal imbalances that you can actually fix. So your mindset is open to the possibility of healing in that other model. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. I think, you know, sort of as you said, when when we look at these things, one is you're just you're you're putting a band-aid on something, you're not actually getting the root of it. And the unfortunate truth is there's so many side effects. You know, one of the things yeah. I don't think people fully realize is that when they take a medication, not only is it oftentimes damaging to another organ or leads to a side effect, it causes major nutritional deficiencies. Like there's mm. not a single medication that's not depleting your body of magnesium or B B twelve or iron or some other nutrient. Versus when we're doing what what you're doing, which is eat to treat, mm-hmm. you know, using food as medicine, there really aren't going to be any of those side effects. And so, give me an yeah. example of let's say you you'd mentioned when we were talking earlier Hashimoto's disease. Mm. And so, walk me through if you were co- to be trained just as you were trained with somebody who was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, yeah. what would the treatment likely be? Versus how would you personally treat somebody who comes to you? with Hashimoto's. Yeah. Well, in traditional medicine, we would give them the right prescription, the right dosage. We tell them, come back and we can adjust your dosage dosage as needed. And this is a lifelong disease. Yeah. That's what we would say. Whereas what we do is, oh my gosh, why is your body attacking itself? Have you always had this? What was your lifestyle like leading up to this? What is your current lifestyle like? Where can we reduce inflammation to give your body a helping hand in the direction it needs to heal and aiming to actually heal? And I say, I love, I love that, um, you know, there's no way that you can do the stuff that we're doing and not get a positive benefit in yeah. some aspect of your life, yeah. which you can't really say with pharmaceuticals. And I'm not like, I, I'm not completely against pharmaceuticals. They're very needed, right time, right place. But for healing chronic conditions and symptoms and really aiming to get the root cause of your illnesses, there's no way that by living a more anti-inflammatory lifestyle, by eating nourishing foods that flood your body with energy and awesome nutrients that you need, that you're going to be worse. There's no way. You're going to improve in some aspect of your life. And a lot of times, more aspects than you would think about, not even just your health, but also your mental health and your ambition and your outlook on life in general. You know, this mindset around eat to treat, walk me through that exactly. Is your belief system that everybody should be eating very similar foods? Is your mindset around, it's actually very different for each person? Talk about eat to treat. So it is different for each person. And also, I I really think it's a lot about mindset, not even just what you eat. A lot of people who are just following super strict diets to lose weight or because they thought that they were supposed to follow this exact diet, it's not going to work out for them. It's going to cause more stress and anxiety, which causes more inflammation on the body. So a lot of it is your mindset around food. So when you're, yeah, it really is. So when you're eating something, you're imagining it. I I always say like imagining it flooding your body with nutrients and just your cells being like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This is amazing. I feel awesome. And really coming to, you know, eat to treat in that way where you're appreciative of what you're, what you're putting into your body 
And also, if you're putting something that's maybe not the perfect choice for your health, there's no guilt or shame or negativity attached to that. Yeah. Because then that causes more stress and anxiety and inflammation. So it's really about finding out what you need in your lifestyle and in the season of your life. We were talking about, you know, you're expecting another child, right? So when you're a parent, there's a lot of things that in your health that aren't perfect, like sleep, for example. Yes, yeah. But you can control what you're eating. And so for you in that that season of your life, what you eat and what's nourishing to you may be different than another season. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you brought you brought up a really good point here on the mindset of eating. And I think this is something people should be more conscious of. There's a, there's a great study I read recently. It was by um, a Stanford researcher, Aaliyah Crum. And basically, they gave people, there were two groups. One group, they gave a, a shake and the other group a shake. And one group, they said, they told them what, that this is an extremely high-calorie shake that's extremely satisfying. The other group, they said, hey, this is a very, very low-calorie shake. And you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's low calorie, it's low fat, all these things. And so the crazy part was it was the exact same calories. It was the exact same shake. And the group that were told this is very filling. It's very, you know, that group later on was like, I'm, I'm still so full. I'm good. Like they, they, they measured their hormone, the hormone ghrelin and found that they were completely full and satiated and, and not hungry. And the other group was like, Oh, I'm starving just a little bit later. But it was all mindset. Mm. And I had another conversation with a friend recently. He's um, he's in rabbinic school. He's about to become a rabbi. And he's also a TCM practitioner, just an amazing man. And I was sitting there talking to him. And we, 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 you know, we prayed before, food, before we ate. We were talking about how, uh, and he told me from the Jewish perspective, and Christians very, very similar, is that you know, we, we, we pray for the food. We bless the food. And of course, you know, I think Jew, Jew, Jews and Christians believe that there is something that, uh, you know, God is a part of that. But also, even if you think about common, the physiology of our bodies, as we've seen in these medical studies, is that when you're pre- when you're saying, Lord, I am grateful for the food, you're getting in a state of gratitude for what you're eating, and you believe it's nourishing your body, and it's blessed by God, it's going to change the way that our body reacts and digests and what it does with the food. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And so instead of coming from your food, being like, oh, I have to eat this thing or like this is on the, the, the yes list or the no list, really changing it and like how you eat it and your mindset around eating it, knowing that there are foods that you're, you're not going to be uh, feeling your best at probably, right? Yeah. So there is a difference between eating a bunch of nachos and beer and breadsticks yeah. and eating an amazing anti-inflammatory, you know, roasted veggies and salmon and whatnot. That, there but is what you said before sounded like the typical Midwestern diet, you know, <laughs> pretzels and beer and breadsticks. I mean, so, but, but no shame, right? Yeah. Like, so if you build up your body to be in this anti-inflammatory state overall, you address your mindset to just have a very abundant, grateful mindset toward food even if you eat that typical Midwest standard American, like yeah. you said, it's not going to do the same damage as it would if you were super guilty around that or super stressed around that. But we know from a lot of studies and research that the anti-inflammatory food is helpful for our body. So it's kind of like when you get to that point where you want to choose things that are helpful for your body because don't you like to feel really good? Yeah. So you naturally will start to choose those things. But before your body is healed and rebalanced, it's harder to choose those things because you feel like crap and you have cravings and your hunger cues are off, yeah. right? And so you it's kind of this cycle, but the more that you consciously choose to nourish your body, and I talk this about in the book about you know gro- grocery store, not just lists, but mantras, thinking like I eat to nourish my body as you're going through the grocery store. So 
as you know, as you start to eat to nourish your body and choose these foods, it becomes easier to naturally want to choose those foods. And you can still have the standard American type of stuff here and there. It's not going to do the same negative impact as it would if you were not doing that. Yeah, it's it, a completely different type of thing. I'm inter interested to hear if you had the same experience that I did as a practitioner. I could tell within minutes of somebody coming into my clinic if they were going to see results or not. And it was based on their mindset. And so as an example was, I would sit down with them and say, I would have them write out a diet diary. And I would look at what they ate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I would sit down and say, hey, rather than eating this sugary cereal with skim milk, what I'm going to have you do is start doing a superfood smoothie with collagen and coconut milk and some berries, something like that. And I would get one of two reactions. One was, oh, I can't have this anymore. And it was this deprivation and this sense of just being miserable. And the other, other people said, well, this sounds great. This is like having a milkshake for breakfast. I'm excited to see the results. Mm. And I could tell within moments of people coming to my clinic, if they were going to experience a breakthrough and, and improve their health radically, or if they were going to stay the same and eventually quit and give up. I mean, really, this is something that I saw in so many people. Did, yes. you, did you witness something similar? I mean, literally just yesterday after somebody was doing a case review and I was listening in on it and I, I just knew immediately this person's not going to get the results they're looking for, no matter how amazing the program is because their mindset wasn't ready. So at the beginning of this session, when I was talking about how you, you would want to seek out that, you'd be excited for the change, excited to implement the things that you're recommending. If you're not to that point, it's going to be more challenging or maybe even not going to happen for yeah. you to heal. So you have to, I talk about it's a status upgrade to change your health. Like you should want to grow. You should want to heal. Yeah. If somebody's telling you, you know, if you're sitting across you at an appointment and you made an appointment and you're like, I'm going to do this and you recommend something and immediately their brain switches to how hard this is going to be or how annoying or how much they're going to have to restrict. It's just, it's a different path. Yeah you would want to be open for change and be like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Ah, in five months from now, I can be a totally different person. And just hold that mindset yeah. as you are going through the process, you're going to get your outcome. Yeah, it's as Carol Dweck talks about, she's got a great book called Mindset. She's another Stanford uh, psychologist and she really goes through, you, do you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? A fixed mindset is I want to protect things. I want to keep them the way they are. I would just want to look, you know, look good in public versus growth mindset is I just want to get better every single day. I don't yeah. care that the difficulties, the trials, the tribulations. I want to grow. I want to get better. And that mindset is so important. I love that you cover that in your book. I want to encourage everybody to check out Maggie's book here. It's called Eat to Treat. It's in bookstores nationwide. You can find it on amazon.com. And again, the thing that I really like about this book is you're covering a lot of the things we need to do food-wise, right? But also mindset. I think mm -hmm. the mindset around food and what you talked about, this sort of what happens with the placebo effect in a way. I mean, at least it's tied to that to some degree. And it's not just placebo because actually I shouldn't have called it the placebo effect because a placebo is you're getting a sugar pill. The reality with this is you're getting, <laughs> you're getting something that truly is nourishing and healing to your body and it's creating a positive, a positive effect. But the, yeah. the idea about what we think about food is so important. Hey, Dr. Axe here. Your journey to optimal health hinges on one powerful tool 
tracking glucose. Poor glucose control is associated with a number of chronic conditions, not just diabetes, but also Alzheimer's, heart disease, stroke, and more. Levels helps you see how different foods and activities affect your health by giving you real-time feedback using a continuous glucose monitor. For example, thanks to Levels, I've detected spikes in my blood sugar when I have more than half a cup of fruit at a time. Uncovering the real-time effects of food on my body and then harnessing the power of Levels personalized recommendations has led me and my family to completely overhaul and upgrade our strategies for eating and living healthier lives. To discover Levels for yourself, go to levels.link slash ancient health to get two months free on your membership. I'm not sure how long this offer will last, so be sure to jump on it now. That's L-E-V-E-L-S dot link slash ancient health for two months free on your membership. Hi, Dr. Axe here. Listen, if you wanna take your health to the next level, you need to start getting more superfoods in your diet. And one of my favorite superfoods is grass-fed beef. You know, grass-fed beef is loaded with nutrients like iron and magnesium. It also is high in protein and healthy fats. And this is why I am a huge fan of Paleo Valley beef sticks, which are made from 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef infused with organic spices, and as a bonus, they're naturally fermented. They're clean, they're a high-quality food, very high in protein, which is great for your health and well-being. It's made from locally sourced farmers right here in the USA who prioritize the well-being of their animals and the land they graze on. It's a win-win for your body and for the environment. Head over to paleovalley.com slash the health institute to receive 15% off your first order today. I can't wait for you to take your health to the next level with Paleo Valley's grass-fed beef sticks. One of the other things I know you go through in here, you go through really focusing on inflammation and detoxification. And this is something that so many diseases are tied to. Like, and again, I know you know this, but just for everybody listening, almost every condition is inflammatory in nature. Anything that has an itis at the end, by the way, means inflammation in Latin. So arthritis, that's inflammation of your joints. Ulcerative colitis, that's inflammation of your colon. High cholesterol even, right? That's inflammation of your blood vessels. And so uh, really important there. And so walk us through just a few things in this book, some of the biggest things that you cover. Yeah. So part two is all about actually living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. It has nothing to do with food at all. Wow. So that's the, the entire part two is where you're going to learn, you know, the morning habits, uh, setting your circadian rhythm, how to decrease stress, focusing on relationships, getting into nature, just all of the different strategies, even some more quote biohacking type strategies yeah. that you can use to detox your body. Um, and I think that's super important to, uh, because you can eat a healthy diet all day long, but if you are still so inflamed in every other aspect of your life, you're still not going to get well. It really has to be this holistic approach of part one of the book is figuring out what the heck is going on. So identifying why you have inflammation, the root cause of that. Part two, anti-inflammatory way of life. And then part three is called eat to treat, of course, because I'm talking about anti-inflammatory mm. foods, but a lot of it is mindset as well. And I even, there's a thing that I used to say to my clients all the time, and it's kind of actually related to life in general, business, anything, you know, people say fake it till you make it or, you know, be it till you become it. I tell that to my clients a lot of times. So when they're first really struggling with their health and they feel like they have no hope, they've been bouncing around to all these doctors, they've tried all this stuff. I tell them, wipe your whiteboard clean. We're starting fresh. 
And every single day, wake up and tell yourself, like, I can't believe I healed my body. Oh my gosh, I feel amazing. I have so much energy, even though you don't yet. And then that's what's going to help you to naturally implement the things in the book that are in part two, like the anti-inflammatory living, the different detoxing your pantry and just eating to nourish your body by truly telling yourself and believing like, I'm going to do this. I am going to heal my body. Yeah. It's so good. Let's get a little bit practical for a minute and talk about inflammation. Mm. Uh, When you're working with clients and, you know, in some of the things you're covering, what what are the top tips you have that people need to start following? Maybe top foods, it could be supplements, it could be anything that will really help them start lowering those inflammation levels quickly. First thing I think is mental stress. So um, trying to reduce as much as, you po- as much as possible, I know this is difficult, but trying to reduce mental stress, for me personally, that was around decision-making. I would freak out about decisions when yeah. I was younger, and that really caused a lot of anxiety and stress. Yeah. So kind of letting loose and giving yourself grace with um, making decisions, being more flexible if something didn't go your way that day, trying to give yourself grace and adjusting, that's that's going to help a lot, number one. The second thing is your food. So it's very simplistic to make some swaps in your everyday lifestyle um, that is going to automatically reduce inflammation without you even caring that much, right? So if you are super into lasagna, swapping out the ingredients to make the lasagna more anti-inflammatory. If you are super into even Oreo cookies, right? So one little swap, okay, go ahead and try to get the less inflammatory version of a cookie so that you can still have that. Just like easy swaps as you start. Because when you're you're hurting and when, when you're tired and you're groggy and you have migraines, all that kind of stuff, Again, it's, it's more challenging to make these changes. But if you just make small tweaks, suddenly your inflammation's going down, your energy's going up, you're feeling better, and then you can make bigger changes. It's, it's less overwhelming in my opinion. And then the third thing is your products in your home. I feel like that's a very simple switch as well. Um, so the cleaning products for your countertop, what you shampoo your hair with, your makeup products, those are things that you use every single day and they have very easy swaps. Uh, you can easily swap those. There's right. so many products on the market now. So it's something where every single day you can wake up in a healthier environment conducive to reducing inflammation to help you heal. Yeah. So easy little swaps that's going to reduce inflammation in a massive way. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're talking about, obviously food is a big part of it, but I remember especially being in practice. And I would have a lot of patients with severe conditions. You know, one being, I remember one patient, they had inflammatory bowel disease. And if they would go out and eat a bunch of gluten, it would just wreck them. But the crazy part to me at the time was very early on. And now, now I just, I understand it so deeply, but it's that they would have a stressful day and it was like they had eaten a, pe- a, a whole pizza, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that emotional stress, those stress hormones would affect their body as negatively as them eating a, a, a pizza and a gallon of milk, right? All the gluten, all the casein. And so what you're talking about with stress, it really, really is so important for people to heal, for people to get inflammation down. And I don't think people talk about that enough. When we hear inflammation, it's almost exclusively talked about with food. But as you're talking about mindset, your mindset is inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Or anti-inflammatory. It is. And it's going to be the cause of your healing or the cause of you staying stuck year after year wondering why like poor you is not healing and everybody else is. Yeah. Really, mindset is just so huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. You know, another thing I know you have a passion for, uh, Maggie, and I, 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 you know, I'm excited to hear about this is that, you know, you, you have had a lot of success in your career. You've, you've taken care of clients as a nurse practitioner, but you've also helped other people 
grow their businesses and become entrepreneurs in the health space specifically. So mm -hmm. health coaches, nutrition coaches, other nurse practitioners, uh, maybe even some physicians. And so what, 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 talk to me a little bit about that space. How big of yeah. a need today is it for people to get certified or to become a, you know, to just, I guess I'm asking is how big and how important is this space for health coaches, everything from a health coach to a doctor today? Yeah, I mean, it'll never go away. And the cool thing is, is that when I first started my online health consulting business, which was back in 2017, I was kind of a little bit still one of the weirdos. Whereas now it's so needed and desired yeah. for people to work with coaches online with their health and wellness in a different way. It's, yeah. it's huge. People are really opening their eyes to that. So it's twofold. Number one, Everybody really wants this now. It's such a big need. And number two, there are so many practitioners and coaches out there who are unfulfilled. They went into wellness to yeah. help people and they're unfulfilled in their current lifestyle. And I'm all about growth. If you haven't been able to tell, I'm a big self-growth kind of girl. Yep. And it's the same thing of what I saw in my clients. They needed, they wanted a different life. They wanted a transformation in their health yep. to lead them to what their desired outcomes. And I just started seeing so many practitioners reach out to me um, after I had successes in the online health space, asking like, how are you doing this? Even things with my lifestyle. How are you taking all this vacation time with your kiddos? How are you able to stay home with your baby and yeah. still run this business and still help these people? And so it's really about combining your passion for wellness but pivoting and taking that in a different direction, that's actually a very modern needed direction to take and transitioning as an online health consultant, health coach, wellness coach, course creator, um, different avenues of how you can help somebody in a different way. Yeah. You know, I, when, when I think about this, and, and we talked about this earlier, I know that you have a group of people that you help coach and train. We, we do a similar thing. We have a whole group of a lot of doctors and health coaches and a mastermind group. We have a nutrition certification training. And within that group, I think one of the most important things that I preach, and I know you're very similar, is that it's about purpose. I mean, that's first. And I know you and I both shared a story about how your mom had cancer, my mom had cancer. That sort of put this burning desire within us to say, we don't want to see any more moms have cancer. We don't want to see any more families suffer like that. And so that ignited a purpose within us. And then from there, it's, well, how can you go out and help the most people? And today, and really the COVID lockdowns really accelerated this, so much of it can take place virtually. The way that I think about it is, you know, I think... I. I I think that somebody could have a negative mindset of saying, oh, well, you know, there's less local, which actually I don't think there's less local. But the way that I think about it is now you can do a virtual consult with maybe a doctor that's even better that you could find from like a really world-class doctor that's one of a million that you could, if you live in Washington state, you could call it a Tennessee or a Florida yeah. and do a, do a consult with them. And so there's really an amazing opportunity for people to actually get even better care online and virtual than they would sometimes locally in person. I'm not saying there aren't some great local doctors. I'm in Nashville. There are some amazing doctors here. I know you're in, in Indianapolis. There's some amazing there, but I think there's a real opportunity for people yeah. to, 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 oh my to gosh, do this. It's yeah. huge. I always brag about my client and my business mentorship clients. They're so smart. These humans are so smart and they care so much about helping people. That's a big core of why they're doing this. And then also mixed with them now actually waking up so fulfilled, loving their life and loving their clients and loving the work that they're doing. It, it helps them help people yeah. in a bigger way. What's your advice for somebody who's maybe they're listening to this and they're saying, you know what? I have a passion for health. And it's something where I would love to have a career in the health and wellness industry. And it could be so broad, right? We talked about this. You could do 
virtual health consults. You could work in a brick and mortar clinic. You could create courses. You could do a supplement line. You could work for somebody just in that field in general. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities. What is your best advice for somebody who's saying to themselves, like, what are some action steps of, I would really like to become a health coach or a nutrition coach or or being a, a health entrepreneur? 100% best advice is finding someone who's doing what you want to do or who has done what you want to do and hire them to help you for real or dig up their stuff. Even if you don't have the finances yet to hire them, you know, just really study them, learn for free from them, go to their events. It's just the fastest, most streamlined way. I mean, people do it all the time. Even when they come to me, they might be a teacher and they want to become a health coach. And if they ask me, I can tell them exactly where to go, exactly who to follow, exactly what to do to get to their outcome in the next 12 months versus them just thinking about this dream. So 100% just find someone and ask them to help you out. <laughs> yeah, and I want to give an example of this because I think this is so good, and this could be across many fields. I remember, that, now this was a long time ago. I, I'll probably date myself here. I, I think this was back in 2005. I went to a John Maxwell conference, and I remember sitting there watching him thinking, man, I would love to do what he's doing. And I remember I had another sort of guru who was doing a talk and they had something like a mastermind at the time. I couldn't afford it, but I said to myself, you know what? Like, I want to learn everything I can. So I probably, this isn't an over-exaggeration. I read like one John Maxwell book a month for for at least a year. I mean, I probably read 15 of his books. And then I read a bunch of, you know, I read a, like, you know some Patrick Lencioni and then I read some other leadership gurus. And so I started reading everything I could on leadership because I have a passion for health but I also love that space. And then later on, it was like, okay, well, now I'm going to pay to go in an event. Mm-hmm. And so I started going to events regularly. And then eventually, I even did a mastermind group, got some coaching, started learning. But th- what you're sharing here, this is a principle of modeling. And a lot of people, they try and figure out themselves. We live in a society today where a lot of times people try and go at it alone mm-hmm. rather than model, right? And modeling is the fastest way to experience success. Like before we started uh, before we started recording here, I asked you, by, by the way, I know I hammered you with so many questions. I was asking questions because you've, you, in a short period of time, you've experienced a tremendous amount of success in building a career in leadership and building a career in the health and wellness space. And, but again, the only way somebody can experience success that quickly is through modeling, yeah. seeing what other successful people do and doing it. And this same principle holds true in the health. You know, there's a Duke study that found if you want to get healthy, the number one thing you could do is hang out with healthy people. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It, it, it's really natural. And with the business thing, you know, hiring mentors, it's also just about, again, we just keep coming back to growth in mindset. It's acknowledging you've never done this before. So why would you not learn underneath somebody who has done this before? It makes complete sense. If you try to do it yourself there, I think there are a lot less success stories of that. And it's going to be a lot harder of a path where right now there are so many people willing to teach. I mean, I don't have to teach business and marketing. You definitely don't have to either. We have a passion around helping people in that way. We don't have to, we are, we are doing that because we care about helping these people. And so, you know, learning underneath somebody like that is just so, so key. It's going to save you a lot of time and frustration. Yeah. Yeah. And as we talked about too, I think this, this, this career field of being in the health and wellness industry is absolutely massive. There are some people saying, I want to make a million dollars a year, but there are some people saying, Hey, I just want to supplement my income and make maybe a thousand extra dollars a month. You know, there's a lot of, I know, uh, stay at home parents and moms and those sort of things who want to kind of have that side business. And there's a real opportunity there, as I know that, you know, we, we've talked about as well. 
we talked about this earlier a little bit about well, I asked you before the show, who are some people you really um you've learned from? You mentioned Jasmine Starr. Yeah. One question I would have for you, who are some people either in the health space or the personal growth or leadership business space? Who are some of the people you admire most and what do you admire about them? Oh gosh. Um, well, you mentioned Jasmine Starr. When I was first starting out, I actually grew the whole business on Instagram and I still use Instagram a lot. And again, I had no idea what I was using. The first time I downloaded that app was when I started my business. I was kind of an anti-social media kind of girl growing up. So I really looked at her a lot and I never even hired Jasmine. I don't even know if she offers that. I think she does now. But that just shows, you know, if you study someone like you read those books, you can learn a lot from them. Um, so I really enjoy her. I like what, well, obviously I like what you're up to, shout out, because you're helping so many health and wellness people, even from your past companies, to learn more about, you know, what how to help their clients, really, through your materials, which is huge. So um, those are a couple of people that I think are really good on the health front and on the business front. I love it. Well, you know, I, I think, again, this this principle of modeling is something that all of us can grab a hold of. And I think that's what one of the things people enjoy about Instagram is, is that you get to see what people are doing in their daily lives, where they're eating, what they're doing. Now, sometimes it looks a little bit more perfect than it actually is with most people. You're, they're probably giving you their best stuff, their best posts, what they're eating. You know, you know, I, 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 you know, they're probably not, you know, they're, they're showing you the perfect plate. And then maybe, maybe now listen, not everybody's like this, but probably <laughs> some people are going and eating, you know, chocolate. This sounds personal, ch Josh. Ch ch chocolate cake off. <laughs> Great. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm very much um I, I can't remember the last time I ate something that I would have been embarrassed to show on on camera. Like I I would say the biggest cheat meal I've had that I can remember is when my wife and I Chelsea and I went to Italy and I had just, you know, their pizza there and gelato, you know. So we're 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 pretty we're we're pretty hardcore over in the axe household. But but the thing for us is we still eat, you know chicken parmesan and we still eat you know uh chocolate in fact before i left my three-year-old and chelsea were making cupcakes mm -hmm. they bought simple mills flour uh you know they've got yeah. like an almond milk flour and then they were we bought some hugh kitchen dark chocolate chips and then we got some organic sprinkles because our three-year-old was just you know enthralled by having sprinkles on cupcakes so you know we still we still enjoy eating food that's good but also not perfect probably from calories or some coconut sugar in there and whatnot but that's a perfect example, though. Like, you know, you're still making the cupcakes and having those memories and making the yummy treats and things like that, but just in a more anti-inflammatory way. So it it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's fine to have that that treat here and there. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think a lot of it depends on, you know, I had a mentor who used to say this. And, and so there were people who you've heard the term cheat meal. People use that mm. term a lot. And, and he, this is a mindset thing, he said, don't call it a cheat meal. Let's call it a vacation meal to where, hey, you take two days and you just kind of eat whatever you want uh, in term, or two, two meals. And if you wanted to go and you know eat something that's not so healthy this for, for people, especially just in, being introduced to this natural health space, it's just a better terminology. It's yeah. a better mind frame around kind of eating in that way. You know, you've been exposed to and been around a lot. We talked about Rory Vaden earlier. We all, you know, we love Rory. He's such <laughs> an incredible friend. I know of both of us. What is, you know, as you've been around a lot of leaders in the business space and the health and wellness space, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? <laughs> One time I was going through a really hard time and in business, as sometimes we do. And um, one of my friends told me that CEOs don't curl up in a ball and cry when things get tough and that they, you know, they do what they have to do to keep on moving forward. And for me in that moment, that was something that was so helpful. That was the, the one time in my business that I was like, this is really hard. And uh, when she told me that, I just 
you know, it kind of flipped a switch in my mind that, yeah, CEOs do not do this. We're going to keep on moving. This is going to be fine. This is a little blimp in my career of being tough. So that was something that stuck with me a lot. That's so good. There's a, there's a, a Carl Jung quote. He's a famed psychologist. And he says, the difference between a bad life and a good life is how well you walk through the fire. Mm. You know, and it's that sort of idea uh, with, with, with that. So, so I like that. My brother also said something to me one time. Shout out to him. Um, he's my older brother, and this always stuck with me too. Same exact type of philosophy. I was having a hard time at Vandy, and he was, you know, just at life, right? Yeah. College kids. So um, he told me that the in the Seven Dwarfs in Snow White, yeah. Happy and Grumpy have the exact same career. They live in the exact same house. They have the exact same environment that they're surrounded with. And at the end of the day, they go through that day very differently yeah. than the Happy or Grumpy. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was that was so that's so true. Everybody is going through a very, you know, different situation, um, but a lot of people are struggling with same types of things. So do you want to go through it as happy or grumpy? <laughs> Snow That's White. good. Yeah. So that, that was another thing that stuck with me. That's really good. Well, because this podcast, one of the things I love to ask people is what's your best piece of advice for people? I'm going to ask this in two ways, though. One, what is your best piece of advice for somebody who wants to grow their business and their career? Hire someone to help you do it. The investment you mentioned about like not being able to afford it at first. Yeah. If you can figure out how to afford to hire someone to teach you what to do, it's going to come back tenfold. It's just so much better. So I would try to do whatever you can to hire someone that you trust, of course. Like check out, like, do you trust them? Do they have yeah. a track record and whatnot? And let them help you. Be open to, to getting help in that area. Yeah, I think whether you pay someone or don't, either way, I do think mentorship hmm. is the biggest thing that's missing today. I, I, I see this in actually the church. I, I think People meet, need more mentorship and discipleship. I see this in business, that the businesses that have the greatest success and bring up the best employees, they have mentorship programs in place. Mm -hmm. I see this with entrepreneurs, as you're sharing. So again, I'm very much with you on, I think that the fastest way for somebody to grow, uh, and, and I think of this in my own life, the things that I've learned the most from, it wasn't from school, it wasn't from actually just reading on my own, it was from watching, having mentors in my life. And sometimes it was mentors like John Maxwell that I met one time and I learned from from afar. Mm. And sometimes it was actually in-person mentors I met with a few times a year who saw my flaws and saw the things I was good at and spoke into my life. And so anyways, I love that advice. And then what's your best piece of advice for somebody who's struggling, struggling with their health and who wants to experience a breakthrough? You have to have a mindset of healing and excitement toward this. It's not, every day is not going to be easy and you're not going to probably immediately be surrounded by people who are living a healthier lifestyle um, because if you're currently in that, you might not be. So you really just have to know like with everything in you, this applies to business too, with everything in you, you're going to succeed. Mm. Same with business. You have to know you're going to create this business or you're going to heal this PCOS and with everything in you, believe that that is true and be excited about it being true. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've experienced, I know you have too, is, is we work with clients and patients is, is that oftentimes I think people want that instant gratification. You know, this is why all these people are getting on like this, you know, weight loss drug or whatever it is out there. It's like, oh, I want to see results in a day. And But what I found with most people, when especially when they have something that they've had for a long time, is that it doesn't go away in a day. Now, sometimes they'll notice some improvement after just a couple weeks, but it won't be, those symptoms won't go, be 100% gone. But a lot of times it's after maybe three months or even sometimes half a year, a year. But then all of a sudden it's like they wake up and they're like, oh, I just realized that my I'm, they're gone. My mm -hmm. symptoms are gone. I feel, you know, I feel 10 times better. And so it's this process of it, it takes time. So having that healing mindset too, I think there's this, 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 this idea around, Hey, it's not going to be instantaneous, 
but it's going to be worth it, you know? And if you fall in love with the process, you'll get the outcome. That, that That's so important too, because I think about this too. When I decided to get healthy, it was, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about doing my bone broth protein powder. I'm excited about taking my supplements. I'm excited about working out. I'm excited. I'm going to choose to fully embrace and have a great attitude around healing and around growth. And so I love it. It's, it's, it's great advice. I want to encourage everybody, remember, check out Maggie's book. This is brand new, just being released. It's called Eat to treat. This is what we talk about all the time, right? Food is medicine. The book is a three-step plan to reduce inflammation, detoxify your life, and heal your body. And we've got some great uh, endorsements here from friends, uh, mutual friends of ours like Dr. Will Cole and others. Uh, again, you can find her book, uh, her book in Amazon, bookstores nationwide. It's called Eat to Treat here, Maggie Berghoff. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. Good chats, business, wellness, life, growth, all the things. That's good. So, hey, everybody, thanks so much for watching another episode here of the podcast. Hey, if you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe here to the show. And hey, if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Remember, we're on mission to help people grow and experience breakthroughs. Thanks so much for watching. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.